This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, I'm Sherrod Kutin. With me, Joyce Go and Tan Chung Han. The Orang Asli community living in Postohoi, uh, Guamusang, have for nearly six months been staging a blockade against loggers and plantation companies. They're trying to prevent them from entering uh, their work site, which uh, the Orang Asli community claims is their customary land. On Saturday, a group of chainsaw-wielding men drove their pickup into uh, the uh, area, uh, destroyed the blockade, and uh, and that has caused some controversy in the media at least. This incident happened uh, days after the Deputy Minister of Rural and Regional Development, Sivarasa Rasaya, said that he would initiate talks with the Klantan state government to gazette Orang Asli uh, claims to Kashmir land in Guamusang. On the line, we have lawyer and city uh, an activist, Siddi Kasim, who is also the co-deputy chair of the Bar Council's committee on Orang Asli rights. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, City. I want to begin with the question of the violence that we saw on Saturday. Is this something, at least in your uh, understanding, something that happens regularly uh, that uh, the Orang Asli communities are at the mercy of uh, either people representing uh, uh, plantations or business interests uh, in such matters? Uh, yes, thank you for asking me. Um, you see, this is the, the, the thing. Uh, the outsiders uh, seem to think that because the Orang Asli are very uh, compliant, very non-confrontational, uh, so they think that they are able to do what they like uh, you know, towards the Orang Asli. Uh, they, they have no respect uh, towards uh, the Orang Asli stand. Uh, and you, if you actually see all the videos... Uh, the way they behave towards uh, the Orang Asli, it's as if, uh, you know, they treat the Orang Asli like they're stupid, you know. Uh, uh, this this is uh, really a problem, uh, you know, that people are unable to uh, get it that these Orang Asli, uh, they are able to think for themselves and the actions they are doing is to save their own, uh, you know, lives. Uh, because they, they, are, uh, they are getting more and more desperate uh, in getting their food, you know, their sustenance, uh, is is uh, uh, there is no jungle anymore, you know, inside, uh, you know, inside the jungle. There's nothing. Um, so people don't understand this. Uh, you know, the jungle is their supermarket, and when when it's gone. So where are they going to go and get their food? Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, yes. so, if I interrupt you there, the question, of course, with the violence is that is uh, does the police do they come in? Do they investigate these events, or do the the outsiders, as you call them, do they have impunity? I mean, do they act with impunity that they can do this without any legal consequence? Well, uh, this is it. The, uh, the, the Orang Asli, they have uh, filed reports after reports. And what happened uh, the last two days where they broke down the, the, the blockade, it's not the first time in which uh, these uh, people have shown um, aggressiveness, you know, by uh, bringing weapons, uh, showing off to the Orang Asli that if you try anything, you are going to get this. Uh, the, the Orang Asli have filed many reports, uh, but we don't see any action uh, by the uh, police 
or any uh, authorities uh, in in uh, you know calling or I mean we I I don't know whether they are investigating it or not. But we have not seen anything or heard anything, uh, and these people keep coming in, uh, you know, uh, in in all their high and mighty, in their big cars, you know, in, uh, with their weapons. So where are all the enforcement uh, people? Uh, you know, they don't actually take action until something like this blow up. Are they so, going to wait until the orang asli uh, got injured or even death, uh, you know, or even die, you know, in this incident? Then only, oh, you know, after that, uh, like uh, just the case of the orang asli children that died. Only after the children died, then everything went, uh, uh, you know, uh, like uh, big. But other than that, everybody's keeping quiet, you right. know, and Cynthia, nobody's so, taking notice. So, so you're saying you're not seeing action on the part of enforcement office, uh, officers. Now, is the ball primarily in the state government's court, or is this uh, something that requires intervention at the federal level as well? Because, as uh, Sharad mentioned earlier, you've got the Deputy Minister of Rural and Regional Development, Sivarasa Rasya, who's saying that he would initiate talks with the Kelantan government. So, is the onus on the state government or the federal government to resolve this uh, this, this blockade here? Uh, no, actually, the federal government government can actually resolve this issue. It's only political will. Now, people keep, uh, you know, the federal government used to uh, keep on pushing back to the state government, and the state government uh, obviously do not want to lose uh, uh, their state lands uh, for their own benefit. So uh, all this, this is going not going anywhere if uh, each other keep pushing, uh, if the federal government keep pushing back to the state government. No state government will want to give up their, their state land. Now, the Orang Asli is under the purview of the federal government. Uh, Suhakam had recommended 16 or 17 points uh, in, in order to uh, you know, help the Orang Asli, including the gazetting of the, uh, the Orang Asli uh, ancestral land. But, you know, it's been lying there for many years. Nobody is taking notice. Uh, and uh, the federal government can take action because Orang Asli is under their purview. And uh, when they say, okay, this is a problem to the Orang Asli, we are going to take control. And we are going to instruct you to actually uh, gazette uh, this area of the Orang Asli for the benefit for, uh, of, of the Orang Asli. So, you know, there are many legal experts out there with regards to taking care of the Orang Asli rights. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to actually ask uh, these legal experts on how to maneuver and how to go around it, uh, uh, you know, legally in order to help our Orang Asli uh, with regards to their ancestral land. It's only political will. There is no political will. This is the problem. Yeah. The, the reports of alleged thuggery on these, uh, from these outsiders, I mean, all this is very troubling. Any idea who is behind all these acts and, you know, what else can be done to, to settle this amicably? Right. Uh, as far as I know, in which I was personally approached by one company called M7. Uh, M7 Plantation Berhad. Uh, they are based in the pavilion, okay? And so uh, I do believe uh, all these talks that they hired to go and um, uh, break the, the blockade and intimidate the Orang Asli, uh, the locals, the Malay locals from outside, uh, collaboratives. This is what I was told by the Orang Asli. The Orang Asli said uh, the people that they see uh, there, uh, they are actually collaboratives Malays. And, uh, uh, and naturally, I think they are, uh, you know, I suspect uh, uh, they, they get paid. 
to do this, uh, to put pressure uh, uh, to the orang asli. Uh, uh, this is the thing. Um, you know, when you have money, these people pay uh, money to uh, others to go and intimidate the orang asli and uh, being aggressive to the orang asli. Uh, you know, what can you do? The orang asli have no money. You know, and these poor people have been doing the blockade for many months uh, to stop this particular uh, 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 company uh, from uh, continuing with their plantation. Uh, but then suddenly after Sivarasa team uh, went in, uh, we had a phone call, a uh, recorded phone call. Uh, uh, one of his SU actually told the Orangasli to allow these plantation people to go in and work. And something fishy is going on. Uh, what the hell? I mean, this Orang Asli has been sacrificing their families, uh, everything for months, you know, to stop this particular plantation from continuing with, with their Musang King uh, plan. And yet, two days after uh, uh, the uh, Sivarasa team went in, this SUS, the goal to actually call the Orang Asli to, to tell the Orang Asli to let this plantation to go in. Obviously, we have... Mm. Yeah, so with the little time that we have left, a quick question here and really quickly. So in your view, what is the ideal outcome given that this is a protracted saga that's been going on for about half a year? Now, uh, the government should put on a moratorium on all work okay, that's going on in Goa Musang. No work is to be continued until this matter is resolved. So as, for as long as this is not stopped, uh, there will be, uh, you know, I fear there will be a more serious incident uh, that might happen because we have been telling the orang asli do not take uh, the, uh, you know, dangerous approach. Do not retaliate. Uh, we have been advising the orang asli uh, actually do, do it legally. But there's so much people can uh, take. So I am telling the authorities do this uh, quickly before, you know, uh, anything serious happen. Uh, so I, much, I, I really hope. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, that was Siti Kasim, a co-deputy chair of the Bar Council Committee on the Orang Asli on Orang Asli rights, speaking about the violence there in Postohoi in Guam Musang. Now uh, we have, in fact, just looked it up. M Seven Plantations Berhad. Uh, it's got a project called Durian Valley, and it spans ten thousand acres in Guam Musang, Kelantan. Gua Musang, of course, is the constituency of uh, Tunku Razali from Amno, um, and uh, I don't know if it, it, knowing what what happens, uh, what lies behind your Musang King durian, would it stop you from eating it if you knew that it was based on, you know, uh, dispossessing uh, poor folk? Right, you know, and also as Siti Kasim rightly pointed out as well, you know, we hope that there is there is not an escalation of uh, violence or confrontations mm-hmm. between all the various stakeholders. Uh, you know, she is calling on uh, the federal government to issue a moratorium I guess uh, what she pointed out that apparently the the, the Orangasi community had uh, received a call saying to allow for these loggers to go through I mean at the end of I mean at, at the heart yeah. of this all it, it's all about you know where do you draw the line between preserving the uh, rights and the heritage of the Orang Asi community versus you know the, say the economic activities of uh, certain individuals be it Musang King or otherwise right um, very interesting questions. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.